Hello, everyone, and welcome to Are You Freaking Serious? Well, as most of you know, I have a degree in economics. That's what I did all my undergraduate work in. And I spent almost 40 years on Wall Street. Now I find myself as an educator at uh, various schools around the country and uh, basically doing this particular show, trying to educate the world at large. Is that presumptive? Well, I hope it is. Because today I'm going to put my economics hat on and I hope you will follow suit. Now, we've been living in a world that's been dominated by the politics. And when I say the politics, I'm talking really about the geopolitical. The two people on front and center on stage, Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin. And when we take a look at this, this has been tick for tack, back and forth. And Joe Biden keeps coming out and making statements and accusations and all sorts of things and developments. Of course, everybody's focused on the Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine. Now, we've talked at, maybe at length about food and inflation. And we talked about that continually because that's not going to abate. Now, most people aren't aware of this, but I'm going to educate you very quickly. One of the things that comes and must be put into fertilizer is nitrogen. Where do we get nitrogen? Well, nitrogen comes very greatly out of Russia and Ukraine, but primarily out of Russia. That's a lot, and we need that for fertilizer. But you see, it's not coming anymore. Either we're not buying it, they don't want to send it. The whole thing is very mixed at this moment in time. But what isn't mixed is that to uh, grow a particular crop that's necessary in the world, especially for the United States, you need land, you need water, and you need Corn seed. That's right. I'm talking about corn. Now, most people, if you ask them, what's the number one crop of the world? They'll tell you wheat because bread is grown from that. And a lot of nations derive their sustenance from bread. But in this particular instance, I'm talking corn, which is number one. You talk about the kind of foodstuffs, whether it's tacos, whether it's chips, whether it's uh, cereal, all sorts of things that come from corn. Uh, it can be in soft drinks. It can be in all sorts of different things. Then you get into additives for gasoline. You get into paint. You get into uh, fibers, all sorts of different things. Corn is a major sustenance. But you've got to have the water. Well, we have that. You've got to have the land. We've got that. You've got the seed. We've got that. But you also need fertilizer and that nitrogen that injects to make it allowing the seed to work. And that's what we're lacking. And so now what do we see as we go into harvest season? We're seeing that the folks in the Midwest of the United States are now looking at soybeans as an alternative to corn. Now, that means significantly adding on to the disruption, the supply line disruption, the transportation with lack of gasoline disruption, and now the lack of corn, that disruption that will continue to drive prices higher and higher. Okay, we've done shows on this. We've talked about this continually. But as I said, I want to put my economics hat on today. I want to look at Vladimir Putin's latest move in the last week. Now, several years ago, when Barack Obama was going head-to-head -head against Vladimir Putin, I made a statement. It wasn't very well received around the United States, but, well, so be it, because I'm kind of, uh, in many instances, an outcast from the things I do 
say, I don't call them as a liberal or a conservative. I don't call them as a right or a left or a Democrat or Republican. I simply call them as I see them. And for eight years, I saw Vladimir Putin playing checkers, I should say, playing chess, while Barack Obama was playing checkers. And now I saw the same thing during Trump's administration, except I would say that Putin stepped back and say, let's delay the game for a little while. Now, let me reiterate what I just said. Vladimir Putin was playing chess while Barack Obama was playing checkers. Now I have to say that Mr. Biden is, I think, playing bingo. You know, under the B-23, well, Putin is still playing a great game of chess. What is his latest move, which I think is brilliant? You'll have many economists who have been talking about the the the, the total destruction, and I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words, I'm struggling with those words, almost a total destruction of our financial system because of fiat currency, because of the fiat money that's continually pumped up and produced and printed that is just totally decimating. You know, when you have individuals who say inflation is simply higher prices and people uh, being uh, greedy and corporations being greedy and people not understanding, etc., etc. Well, you see, the one thing that corporations don't have and people don't have is a printing press. The only entity that has the printing press are the central banks, is the governments. They have the printing presses. And when they print money, that is inflation. Too much money chasing too few goods. Let me repeat that because that should be in your mind. It'd be just like, let's see, how many quarters in a dollar? Four. What's two plus two? Four. What's inflation? Too much money chasing too few goods. Automatic. Just automatic. It should just roll off your tongue. Nothing else. Higher prices and outcome of that. And so it has been discussed a long time, debated here and there. Should we go back to the gold standard? Should we tie and link in? Should we go Bretton Woods? Should we get back and reverse what Nixon did back in the early 70s and and, and what uh, LBJ did in 33? LBJ, FDR, probably LBJ wanted to. FDR did in 33. Okay, I'm throwing the initials around. But should we reverse that? That's been discussed and debated. But you see, while we're the dominant currency, while we're the reserve currency, the U.S. dollar, it's really not been taken that seriously. Okay, so all of a sudden what happens? Sanctions are imposed on Russia. And with these sanctions, the the minds, whether he's being advised or it came from him, and I'm sure he's being advised, Putin steps back and he takes a brilliant strategy. And the strategy is basically this. You want my oil, you want my gas, you pay me in rubles. That's right. You pay me in rubles. Do you know how the world laughed? How the world's economists chuckled and laughed at that? <laughs> Who wants rubles? My God, rubles. They're not pegged to anything. They have the valuation. They're going to, I mean, they're going to go up. It's going to probably be 120, 140, 150, 200 rubles to the dollar, the weakness. Now, remember, when it's going higher, that means that rubles are getting weaker and weaker in relation to the dollar. So all of a sudden you say, there's a... That's, that was stupid for that particular action. But as I said, Putin is playing chess, not bingo, not checkers. And so what did he do? He tied the rubles to gold. You see, 
By tying 5,000 rubles to an ounce of gold, all of a sudden he also tied the rubles into the dollar. He set a floor for rubles in dollars. Why? Because gold trades in dollars. Ergo, you want rubles, and as we know, since 1971, we've had the petrodollar. We've had oil being paid for in dollars. Okay, so now you pay him in rubles. You want the rubles? All right. You take your dollars, you convert them to gold, or you convert them to rubles, and you better do it quickly. Why? Because prior to his announcement, it was 100 rubles to the dollar. After the announcement, it dropped, which meant the ruble strengthened almost 20% down to 80 rubles to the dollar. That's a strengthening. That was a brilliant, brilliant move. Now, when you take a look at this, so Putin has taken natural gas. He says, you pay me in rubles, it goes from rubles to gold. He basically is putting rubles on the gold standard. And he has advanced quicker than the United States has. Once again, ahead of the curve, playing chess while we are playing checkers. And I think Biden is really more playing bingo. Now, when we take a look at this, what will be the impact? I think it will have a definite impact on paper gold. I think because people will want to hold not the paper gold, but the real stuff. This has gotten ahead. He has advanced. What does it mean for the dollar? I can't say that it's the total demise of the dollar, but I do believe that when we start to emerge several weeks or maybe even months from now and we see the impact, I think it will have a decided, a decided negativity for the U.S. dollar. Does it mean that ultimately the dollar as a reserve currency gets replaced? I don't know, but I do know this. That now a major currency, actually it was a minor currency, has now taken two steps forward by linking themselves to gold. And remember, this is what Gaddafi wanted to do in Libya. When Libya, he wanted to move his currency and his oil to the gold standard. What did we do and how did we react to that? Oh, just our simple, I think we just shook our finger at him and said, you shouldn't do that, bad boy. Or did Hillary Clinton, as he said, we came, we saw, he's dead. <laughs> that was clearly Hillary's response. And, of course, the United States' response also. Where do we go from here? I don't know. But when the guy's playing chess and making great moves, all I know is that we continue to be further and further behind the curve. And that is my commentary and with my economics hat on. All I can say is, with him playing chess and we playing bingo, all we can say is, are you freaking serious? Until next time, I'm Bill Tatro.